Welcome to episode 180 of the Watching a Podcast. On today's show, the Doom Patrol sings a song. On this episode of Loki, Miss Minutes gets ghosted. <laughs> the news, some listener email, and more. I'm your host, Robert, and with me is Donnell. Yeah, well, yeah. quite some interesting episodes. But, this but week. yeah, I'm not a fan of the musical episode. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna we're no. gonna we're gonna we're not doing any what we've been watching. We're gonna go right into uh, Doom Patrol here. Yeah, yeah. It was a musical. It was bit. a musical bit. I knew this was coming. I wasn't sure how it was gonna play out. But yeah, a musical bit. I do, mean, do you, there do you were... have a favorite musical episode of something? Mine might be like Once More with Feeling from Buffy. That's mm. a pretty famous one. That's a pretty famous one. Yeah, they just had that one from Star Trek: Strange New World, yep. which wasn't terrible. Yeah, this wasn't terrible either. I wasn't a fan of a lot of the songs yeah I, mean, I, I think my problem is like when they start singing i'm like they're telling me story but i'm anything. not here yeah it, it's too easy to miss stuff i mean you ask me that question because i just i've never really thought about it because usually musical episodes are ones i'm like oh well, i'm gonna skip this or i don't really pay attention for, i don't know if i could say i have a favorite because I'm like I, they all just kind of blur together yeah when they pop up so yeah i don't know i knew it was kind of coming and it wasn't bad. There was some interesting, I won't say plot development, because we really didn't get plotted, but character development, I'll say. Yeah. That happened in this episode. I mean, it's Doom Patrol. It's yeah. all character development. Yeah. But have a little bit of news real quick. Doom Patrol adjacent. Oh. As we all know, you know, Dorothy is back with the patrol now, but yep. she went off. And when she left with a dead boy detective, and that was becoming its own spinoff show. Which got canceled, right? No. Oh. I know that they changed the cast. They, they changed, changed the, the cast, cast. Yes. And HBO, with the bringing in of James Gunn, they decided that it doesn't fit in what the James Gunn's vision is for the TV shows tied into the DCU. But they didn't cancel it, or they didn't just trash it. Netflix picked it up. Interesting. And the thing that I think... I mean, it- I mean, Max has been kind of dumping, because it used to be mm-hmm. DC Universe folded into HBO Max, yep. and now it's Max, Discovery Plus, whatever. Yep. And yeah, a lot of DC stuff has gone over to Netflix. You mm-hmm. can find all the Justice League stuff over there and whatnot. Yeah. They're kind of just shopping out those properties and whatnot. Yeah. I, I don't understand James Gunn. Come on. Yeah. You're telling me this whole Doom Patrol situation isn't up in the fucking alley? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But here's the thing that I find interesting is Netflix confirmed they're going to follow this. Dead Boy Detectives are part of the Sandman universe. Sandman wasn't originally part of DC. It was incorporated when DC got bought the rights to those comics. And so Dead Boy Detective is from the Sandman universe. That's really interesting. And the thing that... In the Sandman comics, he goes and meets like Martian Manhunter and stuff. Like, yeah. Like on the Watchtower. But that's because after they incorporated, they started making stories. Just like the the Watchmen wasn't originally DC. It was bought and then incorporated, and they just started making stories where they meet up with yeah, other heroes. I don't know, man. You know, I've never read the uh, Watchmen comics, but I've listened to the radio teleplay mm-hmm. of it. And like the first series, he's running into DC characters, so it almost seems like I have to start that way. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'll take your word for it. But anyway, if, if you know, watching a podcast at gmail.com. I, I mean, I do know because one of the biggest things about Watchmen is the creator of Watchmen is very upset about all the stuff DC has done with his creation. Mm. But anyways, the thing that's uh, interesting, though, is since they're, they're in the same universe and now we got dead boy detectives and i'm not sure if you remember there is a season two of sandman i'm like we getting some crossover we getting some mixing we getting some mm-hmm. like when they first announced dead boy detectives and it was on max i said man it'd be kind of cool if sandman could be involved but sandman's on netflix but now they're sharing the same home yeah. and so i'm like we getting some Maybe. crossover some i don't mixing? know because it seems like the sandman show is following what's in the teleplay which i assume is following what's in the comics and yeah I, I listened to the whole thing except for the most recent there's still like another couple of books to tell that they haven't done mm-hmm. i don't know it would have to be a while before we would see May- yeah. mean, dead boys most likely 
But yeah, that's all the news I got. Just a little Doom Patrol adjacent. That dead boy detective's still alive. Who knows what the, like I said, with it going to Netflix and the Moaning Salmon, they could be rewriting stuff. Who knows? Or yeah. it could be. And like I said, with the cast chains, is it really going to be the show that we were originally hoping for? We don't know, but I'm still going to yeah. check it out. I'm still going to check it out. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so we started out with Dorothy. Mm-hmm. She's doing a little dance number, a little yeah. sing, sing a little song, song thing. Dance about a mortimus day. A mortimus day. A mortimus day. Sorry. A mortimus day. Yes. And yeah. that's what the whole episode's about. Yeah. Just. A, I guess it's really about them discover realizing that they're in an alternate reality. A alternate that's been world. Set yeah. Up by. I mean, they, they even started off with the previously on being told by a mortimus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, Dorothy is joined in her song and dance by the sex ghost, which. Uh, yeah, I really wish that they had stayed ghost, ghost form the whole yeah. time. But I guess it makes sense if Immortus is just making mm-hmm. them real or Make, something like giving that. Giving everybody maybe what they want. The thing I was wondering is like, are these, I mean, I could go back and watch a few examples. Are these the same actors playing the sex ghosts? Because my thing is this, I'm like, if that is the case, how's this job been? Where you're just sitting around <laughs> waiting for someone to call, hey, we need you guys to swing no, back. No, I by. don't think it's the same actors. Because yeah. like... You know, the sex ghosts in, like, other episodes were from different eras. And I wish that they hadn't... They, these were all, like, old-timey. Yeah, they were you know, all old-timey. Like 1700s or something. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, I wish that they kind of had modern variety of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought if you're an actor playing the sex ghost and it is the same one, every once in a while you just get a call from HBO, like, hey, you want to come be a sex ghost again? And especially, like, this episode, like, the, the sex ghosts were are not integral to the plot, but they were in everybody's song and dance yeah, number. I'm yeah. like, also, if these are the same singers, sex ghosts, yeah. when you got hired on in the first episode to show up and, you know, fuck in somebody's room, we're like, hey, we you might need some dancing and vocal skills later yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, I want to talk about it. The, the actress who plays Dorothy is a- Abby Monterey, mm-hmm. and she's like a real stage song yeah. and dance number actress. So that's where she cut her teeth and stuff. She really nails it in this episode. I mean, we got I mean, a little everybody bit Everybody of... does pretty good, yeah. except for Matt. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little bit of Dorothy's singing chops in previous yeah, season. Yeah. yeah. Like that freaking Over the Rainbow. Yeah, over the yeah. Rainbow rendition. Yeah, yeah. Still a great moment. Where are the sex ghosts show up? Yeah. <laughs> Same episode of Sex Ghosts show up. We get Always. an endearing Over the Rainbow song. <laughs> Wouldn't expect that in any other show but Doom Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> we get Brandon Frazier mm. in the flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. I like his number that he did with himself. Yeah. You know, it's I, always good when Robot Man. Robot Man versus Cliff. Yeah. That's one thing that, like I said, because I I mean, you pick up on what this episode's about pretty quickly. And that's one thing I was just thinking about. is like, everybody's getting what they want. Yeah. And so the thing that I thought was interesting is kind of seeing what everybody's wants was like. Yeah, but they're trapped in an yeah, infinite loop Infinite of time. loop yeah. of time, yeah. Which is one thing that's pointed out by Robot Man, that Rory will never grow up. Yeah. But still, everybody's getting what they want. Well, you know what we should mention? Sorry to interrupt. Is that this isn't just happening for them. Yeah. This is everyone. The world because over. he calls his daughter. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess maybe it could be like his daughter's looped into it. Or Mortis seems to have all-powerful God yeah. being. So my thing is, even though we don't see the rest of the world, I feel like, no, this is the world's experiencing a Mortimus day right now. Yeah. But anyways, so like I said, we get to see what everybody's wants are, where we, we have, you know, of course, Cliff and Larry are just back to being their human selves. Yep. And then, of course, you know, Cliff also no longer has Parkinson's. And then Jane is just literally like, it's just Jane. Yeah. No, she no, doesn't even no, know there's an underground. Doesn't know there's an underground. Doesn't know about multiple personalities and stuff. Rita, I mean, basically Rita was, she was whole, you know, but you really couldn't tell the difference with Rita. Seeing as, as we've said multiple times, like Rita has the best out of all of them when yeah. it comes to the powers that were forced on them. I'm like, once Rita learned to control her emotions and then control her power, the more in control she gets, the more it's like, 
You just live a normal life. Yeah, <laughs> you just being a mortal god. Just a mortal goddess, living a normal life a long time. You'll be a filthy rich because all you got to do is invest in one time yeah. period and get stuff. I mean, look, how rich do they need to be? They already live in a mansion. True. None of them true. have jobs. I know. They it, apparently have endless food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only what? Two of them, maybe three slash four, if Vic and Dorothy are there, eat. Yeah. I mean, Vic and Larry don't. So, I mean, not, not Vic and Larry, uh, Cliff, Cliff and Larry. And Larry yeah. So it's like, you're not buying as much food. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But Rita's eaten for three. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, let's True. be let's True. So we kind of get to see, and then like I said, we get to see with Rude, even though C quickly snapped out of it, Rude just wants their friendship to be whole again, yeah. like in perfect. Man, I love that. I love that. When they all realize that who they are and mm-hmm. everything. And then, you know, they're all kind of the, the big crux of this episode is they're all trying to decide, do we want to stay yeah. in this world because we got what we wanted or do we want to leave, you know, kind of thing. But then when Rita's on the stay fence mm-hmm. and then, you know, she's, I don't want to be a monster. And yeah, and that was Ma- the, Madame the best line. Like, I never thought of you a monster. And she's like, yeah, that's because you are the relationship, monster. You're the monster. Like, such a like, great line. Such, ooh, a classic, such a dig. Classic too. Doom Patrol, yeah. you know, in, interaction. Yeah, and so then the thing I thought was interesting with Dorothy is Dorothy, it was she just wants your family, of course, and everything perfect. But the thing I thought was nice is you learn that Dorothy is completely fine with who she is. She wasn't a normal little girl. She wasn't a normal little girl. She was still Dorothy with her weird kind of... Yeah. face and all that stuff because she's fine with that she just wants her family that's all she wants i mean that was kind <laughs> of like her revelation at the in the a segment of the season yeah was that she was in the danny world mm-hmm. you know danny land and hiding out yeah and then she realized you know that in the end she's oh i've got to leave and then yeah. her and casey got in the car and just drove out and yeah like, we're, we're not hiding away in danny land anymore exactly. we're going out to the real world yeah yeah, yeah. speaking of casey Got some interesting Jane Casey. Yeah, this was it. I wasn't expecting this it, it was, because it seemed like Jane was really like, oh, fuck you, Casey. Yeah. I mean, clearly they're in this, you know, alternate reality. Where, yeah, whatnot. maybe that was more of what Casey wanted is to yeah. have someone. I mean, it definitely seemed her. like after they realized who they were yeah. and what, you know, the truth that Jane was still like, oh, maybe, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But, so, so I my think they're going like, to develop that through through the end of the season. See, see I'm a little disappointed with that because for two things. One is, like I said, at least right now. I mean, they've only known each other for two episodes, which Cliff made very clear with, hey, who are you again? But yeah, anyways, yeah. to have them already forming a relationship. And then the thing that I kept thinking was like, what about Jane and the Fog had something? Yeah, no, there? because if you go and rewatch the first, the, they kind of resolved that in the A segment where oh, Jane yeah. went to go see the Fog and the Fog was like, yeah, you need to not fix your whole crazy yeah. Before you're ready for a relationship. And Jane was like, no. Yeah. Because the fog suggested, like, you need to go put yourself in an institution mm. and figure your shit out. And, and Jane was like, much. nope, I'm not into that at all. So ah, that's. Okay. Okay. That, so they, that's, that's not going to work out. That's yeah. what happened with the fog. I was just about to say, so we just done. I, yeah. I, I thought they had. I mean, I want to figure on. out what's going on with the puzzle. I want to figure out what's going on with the underground. Like, we're not mm. getting a whole lot I know of underground that this is season. something that for sure. In a few times we have been in the underground in the A segment. We haven't been in the underground at all in the B segment. But in the A segment, still wasn't that as much in depth as before. And then we're all, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Jane, but I'm like, we haven't had anybody else come to the surface. Yeah. And th- knowing that this is it, I'm like, eh, we, we better get an underground episode. There better be an yeah. episode where we are. I mean, are they teased it in, in the yeah, previous episode. Where we're know, of, in of the, the underground because, like. I'm just saying, before the end of this series, I need the Jane, Jane actress, right? Yeah. Running down the hallway with a chainsaw yeah. and a nun. I must say, chainsaw <laughs> nun. Or her, like, try out in the field or something hiding as, like, a scarecrow. There's, we just yeah. did not get it. I just need the Jane show more. 
Yeah. More is what I need. I need more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I liked seeing, like I said, Cliff and Larry, both of them be back in human bodies. And I liked just thinking about Cliff when he goes down to, you know, to jack one off. And I'm like, I mean, you've been a robot man for so yeah. long. I get and then even when during Victor's song and dance, when Cliff is just taking a piss, I was like, you know what? If I hadn't pissed in so long, I would probably love that piss. That would feel so would good, like man. The, yeah. So yeah. I just was like, Okay, no, I'm feel I would I get them. I, yeah. I think they needed to take they need to go really hard with not the peeing and not the masturbating. Yeah, so much is just like him being a person, especially yeah. once he realizes that he's a person. Mm -hmm. You know that he's gonna go back to Robot Man or yeah. something. It's, he should have just been touching his face and ever touching yeah. everything all and the time. Been, yeah, he, he gets to be a because person. he was the holdout. Yeah. he was the last. He was holdout. the last holdout, which is seems very par the course as yeah. always. Another thing par the course is how quickly Larry goes back to being Mr. Depressed and Mr. Nobody <laughs> yeah, Loves Me. I, I, I do love that line where, yeah. where Cliff is just, oh yeah, I forgot that you I were forget, depressed. Yeah, I forget <laughs> you were depressed. Because my thing is, I just love how like he's like, I have a boyfriend here. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Mr. 104 likes you in the normal yeah, world too, yeah. buddy. Come on, get it together. You're doing fine, Larry. By the way, I Though, can't believe that everybody's just accepting him and folding him into it. He was one of the bad guys. I know. Rude is like, uh, the fact that yeah. Rouge Rouge. had her redemption arc. She did have no. her redemption arc. I didn't one of them fresh. Yeah. One of the things that, that, that does get me, though, with Rouge is like how, like the last two episodes I've shown, how fully committed to the Doom Patrol she is. Yeah. She is 100%. Sometimes yeah. seems more dedicated than any of the core members. I'm just like, crying out loud. You're all about keeping this unit together when even they don't want to be together. If they had a ruse in the earlier seasons, I feel like yeah. the Doom Patrol would have been a much more effective team. <laughs> I felt bad for Larry in this episode, man, because he wakes up and he's my boyfriend's coming. He's yeah. Gonna meet I'm going to get my thing on. I'm a human. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And Rouge is just like, first one, she screws, she tells, puts in bandages. And I'm like, just give him the day, man. Exactly. <laughs> Let Come him on. have a. Give him. I mean, I'm sure one spin in a Mortimer's day can't be that bad yeah and you just you know then tomorrow I mean, she really didn't like that singing yeah she that's <laughs> what i wrote down i was like would this plan have worked if she just hadn't made the universe about singing if it was just an, as no universe yeah. everybody worship her but she didn't have to sing it worked you know <laughs> you what we have the envelope we haven't gotten an answer of like why does root because rouge at first starts out not knowing not knowing and but she's doing she, the dance number it with quickly Rita. starts to wear off of her yeah like middle of mid song mm -hmm. and then she's like singing her own song which is mm -hmm. my great my most favorite song yeah that was the best where, song where rita singing one song about and friendship then... and rouge is singing about what the fuck is going yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah that was great but um, yeah i mean why rouge why that, is rouge immune and to some degree from yeah. a mortis's thing i mean i'm sure they'll explain it to us hopefully we're not just gonna be left out to dry my question though i'm wondering is do you think a mortis is a different being like was it a different being before that merge with Isabel, or did Mortis not come around until Isabel was thrown into the time hole? I feel like before Mortis, you know, is revealed and it's Isabel, all his followers had this, or its followers had this vision of it. And I'm wondering if that vision of it, of this all-powerful God, which, yes, Isabel is becoming, is all-powerful God, but she's also a narcissistic little self-absorbed individual i'm like was there a mortis like evil being or god being i mean maybe a mortis was like trapped outside of some the time out of time yeah and isabel falling in there like he latched on or she or it, it latched on yeah. to her and then used her is using her as a vessel yeah, or it, that's a, yeah maybe we'll get an i hope we get an answer to that but you know mm -hmm. i don't necessarily need one but it is weird what's the yeah catalyst that brings him back and like why is 
I want to know how Immortus was talking to Wally and all that. Mm-hmm. Like he told them that, that we'll give you everything you want. So yeah. now there was a message conveyed. And yeah, whatnot, exactly. So. I just feel like there was a bean before Isabel. Yeah. Let's talk about Vic. Mm-hmm. Now, Cyborg has always kind of been the weakest link of the yep. show, in my opinion. You know, I totally agree. But uh, he was funny this one. Yeah, he start trying keeps trying to sing a song. He's <laughs> getting interrupted. Yeah, I love when Larry just Larry rolls was in. The he's like, best. "Is he doing all right there?" And Vic's no, and he's, he's like, like, "I don't know." Like, okay, bye. All right, he just walks. <laughs> like, I love he's Larry. like, I, I really kind of just wanted a, a nod, and then yeah. you know, like Larry's like, "I wasn't actually liking. I don't want to be involved." <laughs> yeah, no, Vic's song was probably my favorite, second favorite one, but not because of. Vic singing just because of all everyone keeps interrupting him and just the reaction yeah. to it even Rube's like yeah, you just you sing it <laughs> okay when you're done maybe <laughs> just come me i like you but you go ahead and finish up yeah. it's like yeah uh um, what, what was your favorite song Oh, Rita and Ruse. Rita and Ruse, yeah, yeah. yeah fant- fantastic. Yeah, just Man, they really went hardcore in some of this episode. But did they? How much budget did they use? Larry and fucking like Larry uh, and 104 song yeah. was a big number. Yeah, I was like, dang, they're going out and friggin' once again going back to it. That, that sex girls put in some work on their number. They, they were, were the main of this episode. Yeah. They were in like all the numbers all the and songs, they really did a except job. Except for Vic, yeah. Vic didn't get sex girls back up, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah everybody yeah no sex skills were putting in some work in this episode i was like dang but yeah very, very interesting cliff's song was interesting because it was him talking about being a continue being a hero but it kept alluding to him like thinking which i'm like wondering if it's kind of where this because already we already had rita kind of say you you were always meant for so much more than this yeah, and then he kind of seemed like in order to be the hero he's supposed to be. Does he need to leave the dude? Does he need to leave? And so I'm wondering if that's kind of what they're alluding to, like how maybe this is all going to wrap up. Is maybe the rest of the Doom Patrol dies, but Vic, you know, survives, or Vic, you know, leaves. I mean, because I mean, I think they Vic slash Cyborg is a part of the Doom Patrol, but he's made it all the way into the Justice League yeah. and the stuff. So I'm like, is that kind of where they're leading? At the end of this, Vic is kind of off to start his own hero's quest. I mean, I think everybody's going to die or something at the end of this or something. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, that, not Vic, of course. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think before the end of the uh, series that he's going to get his tech back? I feel like he has to. I, on one I, do, it, too. Uh, I do too. I mean, there's a couple things. One is I feel like there were scenes yeah, in, the in the trailer. Yeah. And then also we have what you could just say is just a fluke, but we have the future with the butt apocalypse. Where yeah, we but see he didn't where really everything. Have tech. He kind of had fake yeah, tech. Yeah, I guess he had fake tech, true. Yeah, I feel like he has to. I feel like that's just how it's going to go yeah. at some point. So I got, they had all the decorations. By the way, I love that there were all these things with Isabella's face Yeah, on. And I'm just like, oh man, who has that stuff yeah. now? Where is I would love to have a set of the Isabella like, plates. The plates, yeah, yeah. 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 Like just give, give me something some weird. I would, yeah. I'm not one of, That's that would a be collector's my old right lady grandma stuff, like having the plates <laughs> hanging on the wall, you know? Like I would, I would have that plate set hanging on the wall for sure. Yes. So I understood the scissor men cutouts. Yeah, that they had, but then they had. I didn't understand the dinosaur, dinosaur and I didn't and know what purple that purple guy. guy was. Yeah, I felt like we've been covering this. I was like, we should know this. Yeah, I don't I know feel, anything about the there dinosaur. dinosaur there, no, there's animal, vegetable, mineral man. Yeah, true. Animal, true. vegetable, mineral who man. has there the raptor. And hat. I, I would have loved if that was one of the sweaters. Mm-hmm. Was like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I have no idea what the dinosaur was about. And again, yeah, I have no idea what that little purple guy was about. Yeah, me either. Hmm. Can't figure it Weird. out. Weird. It's one of the things like this episode I would be fine with if I didn't know we're coming to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. I just feel like yeah. there's so much in the air right now. 
like I said, got, we, we got, I want some underground Jane wrap up. This, exactly. Yeah. We got the butt going on. We got the butt apocalypse. There's characters we haven't seen who I feel like have to show up, like Kipling and Beard Hunter. Like, there's just so many things where I'm just like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And I'm just like, do we have time for a musical? Yeah, because we only like, have four episodes left. Yeah. Like I said, if this was any other season, like, oh, fine, musical episode, let's go. But with us being in the home stretch, I'm like, do we have time for this? Do we? Because <laughs> like I said, this had a lot of interesting character development, yeah. but plot wise, we're in the exact same spot. Well, I mean, it's gonna. It seems like it's gonna pop off because it, yeah. this episode ends with Isabel coming back. They confront her and say, "Hey, we're leaving," and she's like, "You're doomed. You're mm-hmm. all screwed." And then she she's not even gonna resets bother, everything. Not and, even gonna bother killing them, sort of yeah. thing. It's like you're already all dead. So why do I care? Which I mean, only. Four of them are. Rouge, I think, is fine. And it seems Dorothy, of course, and Casey and Vic are yeah. fine. So I'm like, only four of them are doomed. Also, I guess Mr. 104, because I can't remember why, but they made it very clear he's going he's to gonna blow explode up. or something. Yeah. Which I feel like in that case, I mean, you know, it's a bittersweet, but maybe the best thing. Oh, that's right. Because at the end of the last episode, when they were on the float, he was yeah. like, oh, hey, just so you know, my boyfriend, he might explode and destroy the world. Yeah, so, so that's why I'm like, in, th- in this case, I almost feel, you know, bittersweet romantic. I feel like, the best way for this to end is for Larry to fly Mr. 104 into space and yeah. they blow up together. Because <laughs> I'm just like, can't go. have him on Earth. <laughs> no offense, Mr. 104, but I'd like to keep living, so I'm going to need you to get off the like, planet. Damn it, Larry. Every time something happens, you just fly into space. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like, yeah, this episode is kind of like the quiet before the storm. Like things Not are gonna, so quiet, though. Yeah, <laughs> not, there was a lot of things, but like, things are about to pop off here. So looking forward to that. I, as I've talked about so many times on this podcast is... The, the one of the things I think is the hardest in a show is knowing how to end it yeah. and pulling it off. And the thing is, Doom Patrol has been so great to me through its whole run that I want this one to be one of the shows that sticks the landing. Yeah. You know? Because I'm just like, it's been so good. And if it's, it would suck so much if we just kind of get a ho hum ending. Like, eh, so yeah, that, that's all after. It'll never be as good as you want it to be, Dono. I mean, hey, I, there's plenty of shows that have stuck the landing, in my opinion. Ozarks, Breaking Bad. I, didn't, I know those are both drug related. Don't know why those are <laughs> all at once. But Futurama, until they brought Futurama back. <laughs> um, there's plenty of shows that have stuck the landing. So I don't have some grandiose vision. I just like, can we wrap this up you know and i believe they can i'm just worried do we have the time (laughs) we're gonna take a break there when we come back we're gonna talk about loki Mm -hmm. all right let's talk about loki episode two three three named 1893 yep yep 1893 yeah it does not start out in 1893 starts out in 1868 this episode was shot weird man there was a lot of interesting camera work that they were doing in this one like a lot of weird angles Mm -hmm. weird kind of like fisheye stuff going on lots of shaky cam following them around you know a very active episode yeah yeah so one thing from outside the episode that I found interesting, and it kind of explains some of the bigger MCU stuff we've talked about. These most recent phrases haven't seemed as thought out or well worked on as, you know, the original three. And one thing I, this article I found was talking about how King the Conqueror hadn't been decided to be the big bad of mm-hmm. the next phases until after they saw Jonathan Major's performance of he is behind. Oh, he'd be really good for that. And so part of me is like, so they didn't have it fleshed like, out. for He Who Remains? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, they weren't working on Ant-Man before he showed up in Loki? I think that's the thing. Is, that's actually part of the thing with Ant-Man, though, is if you take Ant-Man and just play it out and then move on, Kang could have just been the villain for Ant-Man, mm. and then you're done. That's why Ant-Man has it end with them beating Kang. And, like, and they move on. 
And so, like, that's yeah, but they have that after credit scene. I, mean, I guess that could have been tacked on later. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, that's always stuff you can add in. But yeah, that's my thing. Is at least they said that this article was, I think it was one of the producers that they did an interview with. And, you know, who knows? Maybe that's just, that's just their bad take stat on work, it. man. That's not how but, you write it. Who but, was yeah. it supposed to be? That's what it is. They didn't, I feel like that's what they're saying is basically, like, they didn't really have a clear idea of what are we going to do. And what then they're like, what okay, Jonathan Majors killed it as he who remains. And, that's version of Kang. Maybe we can take this somewhere, which to me is also a little baffling to be like, I mean, Kang is one of the biggest threats in the Marvel MCU. So I'm like, I mean, like I said, I guess you could go with Dr. Doom or Galactus now since you got Fantastic Four. But I'm like, who else? After you do Thanos, who are you going to get if not Kang? But like I said, I guess they have Fantastic yeah. Four properties. So they can bring in Galactus, Dr. Doom. But anyway, we get this brief scene in 1868 mm-hmm. where Renslayer goes back. She has a copy of the TVA handbook. Yeah. And Miss Minutes has her throw it in a window of, of this random kid who's making candles. Yeah. This kid. Don't know how to read. 1968. Yeah. Black kid in Chicago. Don't know how to read. Does not know how to read. That book does this a techno- whole lot of nothing. insanity techno manual. Yeah. I, I know the implication is that he who remained, you know, looked through the timelines and found the perfect moment to get the book to himself. Yeah. But I'm just like, once again, like you said, A. I mean, I guess he would know if, he, if that version of himself knew how to read. But to me, like you said, I agree with him. There's no way this kid knows how to read. But other thing, and also, anybody finds him with this book, he's yeah. getting burned as a witch. Yeah, I don't think it's like a spell book. The, the, <laughs> anyone else finds this book, or even the kid might be like, "Oh, I need something to light this fireplace." I mean, it's like there's just so many implications. Like, what if something happens? I mean, like I said, yeah. I guess like you said, the process or the, the way it's supposed to be viewed is he who remains looked through time and knew that if he put yeah. it there, it would work out. Yeah. But I just my brain is. Like, what if the other? What if his little brother was in the room and grabbed the book, and now his little brother has the? Yeah, book. he's gonna take that home. His mom's gonna or dad's gonna see him with it or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "You stole this." It's gonna be just plus just that book. I mean, that thing is that kid had to keep hitting because just that book, just the way it's made. There's it's a nice leather bound yeah. book. Like, no one could make that yeah. style of book in that time period. So they're like, that that would raise questions. Yeah, what the? I don't even know if they had that color orange. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> dyed in leather, they're that color yeah. orange. Like they're just so that book being found by anybody yeah. other than that kid. Like I said, which once again, I guess what is this font? What it plays into? How are these letters so straight? It's, yeah, printed freaking document. <laughs> like there's so much. That book literally would just yeah. fuck up anybody's. I guess he like he like it. copies it into a journal at some point. Yeah. I don't know what happens to the original. Um, Maybe he knew how dangerous it was. Like, I got to bury this thing. But anyway, yeah, uh, Loki and uh, whatever's Morbius, you know, they show up trying Morbius. to track it down. They're standing right outside the window. They know what's going on. But they end up tracking, you know, Rinslayer to uh, to the present. The whole yeah. idea is they're not tracking Rinslayer. They're tracking Miss Minutes. You know, they're tracking oh, Rinslayer, Rinslayer to get, to to get to Miss Minutes. minutes so yes. that way she can unlock the loom and they can fix mm-hmm. the problem and Which we whatnot. Quickly, yeah. as we discovered the episode, that was never going to happen because Miss Minutes... <laughs> yeah, her she's, own plan she needs to slow stuff. her roll. Yeah, yeah. You know what's confusing to me is Miss Minutes has got to be in the handbook. There's got to be a picture yeah. of Miss Minutes, and there's got to be a description well, of her and information on how she works. I mean, right? maybe maybe not, not like great detail, but maybe not because like one thing Miss Minutes makes clear is she was made before the TVA and also even before the Multiversal War. So this yeah. is like Kang yeah. Prime made Miss Minutes, yeah. and so one is since Kang Prime was the one who made her. Maybe, like you just said later, King, or maybe even if they are the same King, maybe when he's making a TVA, like, C's already a part of it, but he didn't think to add her into the manual because it's like adding an employee into the manual. Like, they're not. Mm. C's already working. C's just a part of the TVA, like, working there. And another thing I could think is also maybe he purposely left her out because he didn't want, you know, past him for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, we're jumping towards the end, but one thing Miss Minute says is, you never made me a body. You yeah. Know? And maybe that's the thing is maybe 
you know, he who remains, maybe he knew like, nah, she's unstable. Yeah. <laughs> so, Let's just talk about Miss Minutes for the. Okay. Yeah. She's like the main thing going on. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some of the side stuff going on. But yeah, Miss Minutes returns. Yeah. Fantastic. Fan, well I, done. Yeah. I I love like they're just walking trying to figure out where to mm-hmm. go and some kids like the the yeah. clock goes I, yeah <laughs> it's, they're like what how are we gonna find them i was like ah we'll just do some detective work and then all of a sudden the kid's like ghost clock continues to haunt the midway yeah <laughs> that's probably a good place yeah, to start yeah. <laughs> what a chance encounter Actually, that sets them on the right path. i like <laughs> jumping back to when they're in the farther past i forget what, what when was that oh yeah 1868 yeah i love the part where Renslayer like she pops out and then Renslayer's like, you don't exactly blend in and makes me like oh and she just turns herself black and <laughs> yeah, white yeah, is it better and it's like no <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't solve anything um, no she has this great moment where she turns into a giant clock and yeah like a clock goes to scare like, everybody but yeah i mean real early on i love the back and forth where she's trying to upstage Rinslayer yeah. And, yeah. and all this stuff i yeah. mean they, they definitely allude to and then Rin, i mean Rinslayer, which i'm like i don't know you could have ran with that but Rinslayer says down but they, they very much early allude to that this version which is his name is victor timely yep which is one of the main Variants in the comic yep. books. Yep. They, they allude to Victor Timely kind of, you know, having a little bit of a crust on Renslayer. Yeah. But, uh, Until she says partnership. Yeah, partnership. I don't do partnership. Like, I'm not doing a partnership. Yeah. That quickly gets shut down by Renslayer, and that, that's ultimately, you know, what Miss Minutes want, because we discover, after she convinces Victor to betray Renslayer, we discover that Miss Minutes... Almost a little cane to herself. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta slide <laughs> into this, yeah. Miss Minutes. Okay, I mean, you came on too hard, I too fast. I will say that Victor Timely, and especially since he did say, I would have thought if he said, "Yeah, you're in the journal here," that would explain it. But he he comes to terms with a floating glow. Yeah, ghost clock he should have been freaking out pretty yeah. easily. Where he's just, like, I can roll with this. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, she comes on way too yeah. strong. You gotta. Ease. Victor Timely's like super. I, I can't wait for him to meet Ouroboros because he's gonna freak out, dude. Because he's got like a picture <laughs> been, of him. Yeah, in he's been studying this yeah. dude's book for so yeah, long. Yeah. I, I mean, when Ouroboros was nerding out about meeting or not meeting. No, who was it? No, when uh, what's his face was beating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I can't remember that. Rutherford actor. Yeah, Rutherford yeah. actor when he's about meeting Ouroboros. He's like, what? <laughs> so it's yeah. gonna be the same sort of he's thing. Sign my book. Every, um, everybody loves Ouroboros apparently. But yeah, we I mean we got some interesting Miss Minutes information in mm-hmm. this, finding out that she's really ancient, yeah. more ancient than we thought. Yeah. And that she's uh, I mean she's really an independent entity. Yeah. Because she's Full she gets to AI write her own independent code and stuff. with her yeah. own wants and all that. Yeah, no, I like Make so the her the villain of the mo- of this phase. Oh, man. of the like, whole fa- yeah. Yeah, get her an Ultron body or something. <laughs> I mean she wants a body. Yeah. And I mean she was definitely set Dude, up. Dude, that was really evil. freaky when she put her face on the mannequin. Yeah. I don't know why he has so many mannequins. I don't know why either. (laughs) I've been with you since before the multiversal war. That to me, I was like, oh, dang. She's seen it all from the very beginning and knows exactly how the different variants are. She's been like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's one thing she alludes to at the end when she's with Renslayers. I know a secret of his. And she's like, you're not going to like yeah, it. And I'm just really like, yeah, basic. we knew do, it already, but Miss Minutes gonna, is dangerous. Yeah, do, you, do we <laughs> think we're going to find out that secret in the next episode? Are they going to hold that till the end of the season? I don't know if they're going to hold it till the end of the season, but I doubt it's going to be next episode. Yeah. They're going to make us wait at least an episode or two. They never just be like, pick up right there, but the yeah. secret is... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if there's anything to say about the rest of the episode. Loki and, and Morbius have some jabs back and so forth. There's, my biggest, there's a lot of chase scenes. Yeah. So the only thing I want to say.
say, because it just annoys me, is, and they even point out this fact during this episode, is Loki and Morbius come to a, I don't know, exhibit or something about Norse mythology. Yeah. And you got Thor, Odin, and Boulder, which is another Norse god and stuff. And Morbius even acknowledges the fact that Loki is a god. Yeah. Very all-powerful being, even without the freaking staff in the first thing, he was more than a match for most of the Avengers. Not, no, not Hulk in a straight-up fight, yeah. but still, more than a match for him. And so then that frustrates me, and I get because you can't just have him, like, I don't know, just all over. But, like, during the chase scenes, or this, like, even the part near the end when Renslayer is holding Victor hostage. Yeah. And I'm just like, Loki is a god. He can... Just yeah. do like and they, this is a they powered explained, up Loki. This yeah. is more powerful than the Loki's we've seen. Exactly. Previous. They explained in the first season that yes, they had him hobbled essentially. They had the collar on him, and in the TVA, magic doesn't work. I accepted it there because I'm like, mm-hmm. I gotcha. They're tampering his power. But now that he's fully free, I'm just like, no, he's a god. Renslayer is still a person. Yes, he has yeah. a gun right now, but or I guess was an early pruner or whatever. But and stuff. And like when Sylvie shows up and this blows everybody away, I'm like, Sylvie, who is also Loki. I'm like that. Yeah. Why is Loki not doing yeah. more of that? He's, he's your shadow guy. Just that's the one thing that annoys me so far about this season is every time they're in a conundrum. Oh, we gotta solve this. I'm yeah. like the loom. Yes, I'm not saying just because Loki's a guy he's gonna fix that. But I'm like the, all the different chases or yeah. being confronted by people. I'm just like, they're God. Yeah. Just I don't know. You got magic. You got powers. You have shadow people. You have so much out yeah. of the realm. And I'm just like, just. Hand wave this yeah. away, please. <laughs> I mean, think about in this episode when they're eating the the cracker jacks, yeah, whatever, yeah. The, the popcorn stuff, and Morbius is like, "Oh, this is fantastic." Mm-hmm. Loki's no, this tastes it's like ash. ash. I'm like, yeah, because he's a frost giant mm-hmm. that was transmortified into an Asgard, also a fucking alien. Yeah, maybe taste buds different. Also, he's a god who lived in Asgard, so who knows what sort of lavish stuff yeah, he's been yeah, raised yeah. on eating with Thor <laughs> while he was growing up. I was like, yeah, yeah, I imagine if you've been eating prime ribs since day one, you come down here and get a hamburger, you might be like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get that off my plate. That's the thing I was thinking. I was like, yeah, yeah. After Loki, like I said, you're right. He's a frost giant, but I'm also like, he's been eating really, yeah. really good food all his life. All I gotta say is they gotta do something about this Sylvie's '80s hair. Yeah, this has oh, got to They gotta I, fix this. Yeah, they had the before the last time on where it showed her last season yeah. where she had like the nice hair mm-hmm. and it's all sexy and wet. Yeah. and then it's like the first like, she shows up, she's got like the mullet, and I'm just like, no, mullet, no, no, not, no, I get they it. Gotta fix this to the degree of it's <laughs> it makes the sense. hair of her yeah. timeline. But I'm just like, I oh, know, be a revolutionary in your time. Start some new hair trends. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you don't got to just match. Why couldn't she have gotten like the big till Tuesday '80s hair? You know? <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, she wants to kill Victor Timely because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, we need to just kill all the variants yeah. you know, early on. I got to be honest. She's not I, wrong. I, exactly. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I get that somebody got to fix the loom or else the world will come apart. Well, that's actually one thing they point out is that the pruned branches are growing back, apparently, mm. is one thing they said. So that's another like complication. But yeah, I, So I get they got to fix the loom or upgrade the loom, however you want to look at it. But I'm just like... I'm not sure the plan of bringing yeah. any variant of Kang or He Remains, whatever you want to call him, to the TVA is the solution. Near the end when she decides not to kill Victor and she's like, just get him out of here. And he's like, don't let me regret this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the whole universe is going to regret this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's a part of me that feels like I'm wondering if Loki season two is setting up the big conflict. Uh, the end of this season is going to be, oh no, we saved the loom, but we also created Kang the Conqueror. 
Legends of Tomorrow, they have Vandal Savage is in that. And, you know, of course, they're time traveling, so they run into him at different time frames. And there's just such a great line where they they see him in the past and then they go, not the future or the current, but sometime later on, Mm -hmm. and they run into him and he's got time travel. Yeah. And they're like, how did you get time travel? It's like, you showed a caveman fire. Yeah. And I had forever to figure it out. Yeah. Once I knew that time travel was possible... It was just a matter it of figuring out the obsessing until the, I the, figure it the out. The other yeah. part of that equation up on the other side gave me the, the answer. Sign. I just yeah. had to figure out. Yeah, yeah. And no, that it's yeah, it's one hundred percent during like the fight with Sylvie and Loki and they talk mm-hmm. about stuff. I'm like, you're just dropping all those knowledge on this man. Yeah, he's and just, then he just be in the same back with Rinsair yeah. and Miss Minutes just pouring into him, and I'm like. We are watching the creation of Kang the Conqueror right now. Like, all of them are right now yeah. playing into him becoming. Uh, one thing Victor says is, I have my own heart and can make my own choices. I'm like, true. And honestly, maybe this Victor Timely never would have became more than the, because yeah. he's a charlatan essentially, you know, selling Sam yeah. products. Maybe he never would have. But after this day, and especially now that we've taken him to TVA, I'm like, oh, yeah, he has his own heart, but it's been heavily influenced by. Everybody around him telling yeah. him about all he does, all he could be, all the good, all the bad, and now you're taking him to the one place where he has. Yeah. One thing he brings up multiple times is that he does actually, even though he's selling this fake technology, he does actually know like how to make it work. Yeah, he's just trying it's to just make the money. Time to fund doesn't that, yeah. the technology of that time doesn't facilitate it. And yeah. I was like, now you're taking him to the one place where you have all the tools to make sure yeah. he can make these creations. Like I said once again, I'm like, I'm. On Team Sylvie here. I think we should stab it. Stab. So, so this <laughs> Especially is, the more we tell this think, one. Think about it though. Like he, let's just say he goes untouched, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we don't, we don't know. Maybe he bounces out of the timeline, you know, before then or something. Yeah. But it, it's eighteen ninety three. Yeah. It's only like twenty thirty years, right? Because this guy's what twenty five thirty. He's at, you know, he's the, thirty because he, he was twelve at the beginning. Okay, yeah, and yeah. they say it's okay. been twenty years. Yeah. So he's going to be sixty, which is not super old. Yeah, when World War One starts, she's going to pop off. <laughs> he's going to take over the world yeah. for World War One, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be over. This is before like Tesla was like yeah. got his shit going on. Yeah. Man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I thought it was great scene where Sylvie's about to kill him, and he's like, hey, you don't know me. I have free yeah. will. You're going to take away what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, take from me what you want. And, uh, you know, it kind of ends with Sylvie just starting to beat up Rinslayer. Yeah. But we don't get any resolution to that, I well, assume. I don't remember. She oh, that's right. Rinslayer. She sends Which, her yeah. to the end, Rinslayer to the end of time, and then Miss Minutes is with her, and that's yeah. when she's, oh, I've got a big secret to yeah. tell you. And my so, thing is that would be the ultimate punishment if she had taken that tablet from her. Because with Miss Min- oh, yeah. even without Miss Minutes, because I'm like, yeah, you're at the end of time with no way to get back to anywhere. She's got a temp pad. Yeah. That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, if she had yeah, taken yeah. the temp pad from her. Yeah. I'm like, that's a fun. But at, once you discover that she still has a temp pad and Miss Minutes with her, I was just like, you didn't really do anything to her. Yeah. Like, See, so I guess you inconvenience her for a few moments. Yeah. And then, but yeah, I, when she first kicked her through the door, I thought she had taken her temp pad and yeah. she didn't have it. And I was like, ooh, damn. Like, I was like, yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> that is terrible but it'll be interesting to see what yeah. they're up to what the secret is what, what did you think of jonathan major's portrayal of victor timely it was a weird one it was very strange because at first i was like no because that's one thing we got with he who remains and we also got he with, remains was very strange but not but, like this but no not the strange what i was gonna say is with he who remains and even the king the conqueror from ant-man yeah very charismatic very you know yeah. suave in control sort of thing and victor timely and at first i thought the stuttering Victor Timely was a, a show. 
Like yeah. he did that to help, you know, make himself seem less, especially once it became obvious that he's a charlatan and out here fooling people for money. I thought, oh, okay, he is that smooth, charismatic individual, but he puts on this show of being yeah. this stuttering. But they, they made it very clear that no, he, unless he's still like that much into the character. So it was very interesting the weirdness and his kind of quirkiness, yeah. like the part where he takes Renslayer and shows her his refrigerator chair, or I guess temperature control chair with a refrigerator in it. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, it was very interesting. But I do... I mean, he acted it very well. Yeah. And I do like the idea, actually... Once again, I don't know if this is exactly how it is. Maybe another... This Victor Tommy just sets up another variant to become king. But if this one does become king, I do like the idea of watching him transform from Victor Timely. This, I mean, if you've seen any comics or stuff like King, I mean, he, I wouldn't say he's suave, but that's more because he's just full-on, all-powerful, dominating... Yeah intimidating god but i will say one thing that all of them haven't except for victor is very self-assured of themselves yeah i'm like yeah king is 100 that so yeah i think it will be if victor timely is on the track to become you know the king of the big multiversal fate arc you know who's going to show up in the avenger movies in the future i would i think it would be kind of fun to watch him go from to see how he goes from being this i don't guy. think this one is going to be the one mm. that that is like the big bad i think it's going to be the council of kings mm. and we're going to get to see him playing multiple at the same yeah. time which so far we've gotten to see him play three different variants and i mean yeah he does a pretty good job they picked the right man i mean he's for a good him. actor yeah he's a good actor yeah, yeah. Picked yeah. the right man for it because yeah. yeah he's he's very convincing as all of them we got some listener mail yes we do we do have some listener mail so our Mel comes from a good friend of the podcast, uh, Zoe. Dylan, um, howdy, Zoe. Yeah. As always, willing to write in on his thoughts and stuff about what we oh. talked about. By the way, if you'd uh, like to write in to us, uh, watching a podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, right, we got here. He says, uh, what's up, guys? I got a chance to listen to your episode about Loki, and it helped me make sense of it because I found it a little confusing. Not the time travel stuff, that was brilliant, but the overall narrative, which I, I like the fact, because I, I feel like We're providing a service. Well, I must say, sometimes when we're talking, like, are we making any sense? <laughs> and so the air <laughs> No, Zoe, absolutely not. Zoe, Zoe say this helped Zoe's him just understand the episode. He has no idea. We don't know what we're saying. <laughs> I don't know how I piece it together. Maybe he's going to help us make sense of the things we helped he, him make he, sense he of. He is. I will tell you that. Drop a little foreshadowing. Anyway, <laughs> he said, I feel like I need to rewatch it. I was probably too sleepy the first time. I feel like if I watch episode one and two, it'll make more sense. Robert's analysis of Zartan reference was great. I don't know if it's a real connection, but it sounds really good. His knowledge of Zartan... I'm just making it up the whole I'm time. Saying, because his knowledge of Zartan is really impressive. I remember a big gimmick with his acting figure was that its skin tone could change color in sunlight. Ooh, very fancy. So, old toy. So Boy, like the it. Republicans would not be excited about that <laughs> toy. <today. laughs> But, Inter uh, interchangeable genitalia, just to make it like, better. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I, I mean, I wonder how Gen V, the character in there that can... Oh, yeah. Change. I wonder yeah, how yeah. that one's going over with I, well, Something tells me that the boys' universe and its spinoff are not exactly <laughs> the, the height of conservative media. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, that or they don't get it <laughs> yeah anyways as i said zoe as always is helping us with also understanding what we said because zoe comes in with i did some digging and found out that the ownership of gi joe does not lie with disney even though it seems like disney owns everything gi joe is still squarely in the hands of hasbro along with my little pony and nerf which is Good to know. In case they ever make a Nerf movie, we know where that's coming from. <laughs> Wait, I thought that Disney bought Hasbro. No, I mean, according to Zoe here, I know. Or Hasbro is still its own entity, which I could see. I mean, I was going to see Disney buying them because Disney 
tries to buy everything eventually. But did you know? Oh, oh no, Hasbro bought GI Joe. I don't know. I think Hasbro bought GI Joe. But real quick, did, side note, just talking about people buying stuff. Do you know at one point? And I'm like, now looking at the entity Disney is, I'm like, I don't even know how that ever exists in the world. There was a time that Time Warner made a bid to try and buy Disney. I could see it. I could see it, but I'm just like looking at the global monstrosity Disney is now. I'm like, there's no way you could pull that off now. If anything, Disney's going to be buying Time Warner these days. (laughs) But anyways, where are we at? Sorry. So I got sidetracked from the email. So it it says, G.I. Joe comics are currently being published by Skybound Entertainment. Since earlier this year and before that, it was IDW that had the license for over 10 years. Mm. And this is the part where he makes some leaps about uh, you, Robert, that I'm pretty sure you will refute because I'm like, I don't think so. Is he's like, it seems Robert is a pretty big Joe fan. No, No, I was like, I don't think so at all. I I mean, I'll I'll tell you what happened is I saw the Zartan poster while we were watching it yep, and then yep. he was doing the show or he was that was the movie that the guy mm-hmm. the tva character did and i wrote that down and then i took a smoke break between <laughs> finishing the episode and recording and i'm like i'm gonna look up the wiki for zartan <laughs> and then i read it real fast as fast as i could while i smoked my cigarette and before we recorded the thing and just spewed out the information that I pulled from Exactly. That. Yeah. A little peek behind the curtain, yeah. everybody. <laughs> but anyways, he says, it seems like Robert is a big Joe fan. So what do you guys think about the teaser for the end of Transformer Rise of the Beast? Didn't watch it. Exactly. I was going to say, we haven't actually seen it. Let me rephrase that. I watched seven minutes of it, mm-hmm. realized it was just as trash as Rise of the mm-hmm. Fallen, mm-hmm. even though people said that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that was the- <laughs> if there is an after credit scene at the end of rise of the beast i'll be happy that's important and worthwhile i'll go check it out but no i'm not uh, watching three hours of that michael bay trash yeah yeah i'm guessing i'm gonna take a stab here at what may have been in that end credit scene because we're talking about transforming rise of the beast which is hasbro also yep. but the fact that he also brings up joe i'm like yeah. Did they allude to G.I. Joe Transformers crossover? Cobra in there, Cobra (laughs) Commander, yeah. Anyways, it says, to me it was intriguing, which we don't know what it is, Joe, so we can't say. But he does also say, as you said, because the box office movie was in the toilet, we probably won't be seeing any further movies in that franchise for a while. So whatever in credit scene it is, it's probably setting up for something. I mean, I will say, if there's any series that's going to make a sequel just because they want to make a sequel, it is going to be Transformers because that's how I feel like everyone has been since the third one. They're just like, making another one. And we're like, who's asking yeah. for this? I, enough people <laughs> every they make a billion years, dollars, yeah. man. Every couple of years, like, next Transformers. And I'm like, what is going on? Who keeps making these? Yeah. Who signs off on these? I mean, anyways, who asked for seven avatars or whatever we're getting? You yeah. know? Like, I mean, we'll see if we ever see more yeah. than the Ten two years later. Like. But, uh, yeah, that's thanks for writing in, Zoe. Yep. Thanks for your input. I will probably... One of these days, and maybe I'll give you your my feedback then. One day, I will suck it up, and I will probably watch Rise of the Beast just no. to get it over with. But uh, yeah, and when are we yeah. watching Extraction Two? He dropped that in in the in there. I was leaving that out because it was more of a pod kept behind the scenes. Oh, but oh, he, yeah. he did bring up that. Uh, yeah, we need to get together and do something. Yeah, soon, I need so. a reason to watch Extraction. Yeah. I hear it's not the great. As good as the first one, <laughs> which is fine. I'll just trash it. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we can say why it's not as good as the first one. But uh, yeah, no, we definitely, Zoe, we will be in touch. Got to figure out schedule. I mean, it sounds weird, but a little bit of busy time for us. We got our Halloween coming yep. up. 
We got preparation for our Christmas special. Yep. And then we have the Christmas special. Yeah. Along with our normal shows. And along then we're going to be doing the best of the year after that. And best then we're going to be year, doing the Oscars. The Oscars. Oof. I'm not. Do we have any idea what's going to be on there? Because I'm. Oh, man. Oscars. It's always an endeavor. I mean. Whatever the Tears of the Flower Moon is going to be one mm, of them. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Got to get ready for that. I mean, look. Last time it was like four things I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll, I mean, I will say. I enjoyed some that I didn't expect. You like women talking? I actually yeah, was like, well, I'm glad I watched it. But there also were ones I was like, I don't can't believe this is two and a half hours long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the Oscars. It's always an interesting endeavor. Anyways, if you want to catch all that out. Hang on. We're going to take a side oh, here real oh, quick. Okay. I'm looking at a potential list of, oh, uh, okay. of best pictures. Oof. Oh, no. I don't like Oof. that. I don't like that at all. Okay. First of all, I don't know what American fiction is. I haven't heard of that. Barbie. Okay. Barbie okay. was not good. I haven't seen in it my yet. But I mean, I think it'd be it an was interesting, interesting, but it wasn't that good. Yeah. I think it'll be an interesting nominee, actually, because it's not the, you know, usually yeah. main mega hit mainstream and especially yeah. comedy movies are not up there. So I think it'd be interesting just from, the, from that aspect. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fine with the getting a nod. I just don't see it yeah. being best picture. Right. Something called the whole, well, the holdovers. I don't think that's come out yet. That's like a Paul Giamatti joint or something where he's okay. like a school teacher. It's very like Dead Poets Society, I think it's going to be, or something like that. I don't know what the Iron we Claw just, is from about A24. Killers of a Flower Moon though. is... Yeah. But A- A24 just pumps out everything these days. Killers of a Flower Moon is, pre- is pretty much like the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Maestro? Maestro? I don't know what that is. Oppenheimer? Obviously. Obviously. Origin? I don't know what that is. Poor Things? I don't know what that is. The Zone of Interest? I don't know what that is either. Ooh. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to... Like I said, I haven't seen Holdovers or know anything about it, but as we saw today i mean i mean as i kind of alluded to when we saw that trailer for that show i'm trying to look it up right now today like i'm I'm a i'm a paul giamatti fan i like paul giamatti nothing wrong with him stuff so i'm like if there's a movie with him in it if in five years time we find out that he's a bag of shit then you know i mean sorry paul you know gotta that's just the nature of the world we're today, just, man. We're just you know? trying to play it safe. Just I don't case. know if you're going to go full Cosby or already have or something. You know? But yeah, knowing there's a movie with him in it, oh, I, I will definitely, that looks interesting. And then also, the show we were looking at was uh, Dirty Coins, which that looks interesting. I'm going to have to check that out and give you guys a little bit of what we think about that. At I don't know. Point. I need to go look up some of these because I'm like the zone of interest. Yeah. That's an A24 joint as well. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyways. Robert. As always, you can find us on our <laughs> website, watchingitpod.com. There you can find links to our social media and to email us, watchingitpodcast at gmail.com. We do read our email, as you've just found. Donnell, what else should they do? We have our Halloween movie. Yeah. We're going to be watching the, what year is it? 1996 classic, The Frighteners. The Frighteners. With Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So we're going to be checking that out. And then, yeah, as always, give us any ratings, reviews, five stars, and thanks so much for listening. Bye.